Welcome, everybody, to a special bonus episode of Power and Pride. I'm your host, Jay Quinton. As we gear up for season two, I thought it appropriate to throw in this very special bonus episode. So I look forward to chatting with you, discussing uh, what Juneteenth represents and why it's celebrated um, today. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And this is our special episode, our bonus episode, as we gear up um, and get ready for season two. So an obvious question, what is Juneteenth? So let's start at the relative beginning here. It's commonly understood that the colonies got involved in the slave trade in about 1619. Uh, In fact, privateer, the white lion arrived in the, I guess at then, the British colony of Jamestown, Virginia, with 20 African slaves. The white lion had stolen the slaves from a Portuguese uh, slave ship and um, docked right there at Jamestown, uh, Virginia. Uh, from that point on, the colonies or America began to uh, kidnap Africans from their countries in Africa. African slaves were used to work the tobacco and indigo fields. That's the very, very uh, beginning of what um, our ancestors, that's how they were introduced um, to America, was being stolen from their country, being stolen from their homes, uh, being separated from their families, being chained, shackled, um, obviously not treated well, to come across that middle passage to America um, or the colonies um, to a life in a world that was at that point unknown. It's also important because I think the imagery when you see somebody in chains, it's, you think criminal or that they've done something wrong. It's important to note that um, the Africans that were stolen from their countries uh, didn't do anything wrong. So Africans were continuously stolen from their land, separated from their families, crammed hundreds at a time into slave ships, stacked on top of each other, next to each other, chained to each other, chained to the ship, uh, laying flat. Um, You know, the next man's feet is next to your head and vice versa. And they did this over the Middle Passage, uh, which could take months to travel from the shores of Africa to the shores of the the American colonies or the British colonies at that time. And we have to remember at this time that back in the colonies, there was still a lot of tension, a lot of tension. between American colonies and the uh, um, oppression of of the British Kingdom. One of the tipping points was the Boston Massacre in 1770. So you may recall the shot heard around the world, but the American patriot 
and former slave Crispus Attucks was shot and killed by the British soldiers, and he's believed to be the first person uh, to be shot and killed there. Um, and that was really uh, the tipping point for the American Revolution. Um, of course, lots of things happened after that. There was the Boston Tea Party and many things um, that had occurred uh, during those times. But by 1775, the Revolutionary War, excuse me, the, Re the American Revolutionary War began. Uh, the 13 colonies fought against the British crown for independence. And as you know, we declared our independence in 1776. And we celebrate that even today, every 4th of July. And we should celebrate it. And <clears throat> that is the day that we declared our independence from the British crown. Um, and it should be a, a joyous day celebrated with uh, friends and family and remembering uh, those who fought in the Revolutionary War and, and who earned our initial um, freedom. And I say ours, our, our Americans' uh, initial freedom. So after that, the war uh, went on for about eight years um, until 1783. Now, this is important because America was now free of British rule and were free of King George III. But unfortunately, this didn't do anything to free any of the African slaves that were either uh, recently brought from Africa or born into slavery. There were some generational uh, slaves at this time. In fact, I mean, it's common knowledge that the author of the Declaration of Independence, um, Thomas Jefferson, owned over 100 slaves himself. And there was no intention that that independence um, would be for slaves or, or um, even freed blacks. So um, many years passed and this condition and slavery built the American economy. I mean, it was the American economy. It provided its wealth, um, obviously in particular in the South. And then with the invention of the cotton gin as well, later, later down the road. And so uh, the, comedy, the economy was, was booming, but it was on the backs of uh, African slaves who were working in the fields. So this was the, the condition that America was in. This was the condition that uh, Africans who were now uh, living and working and um, breathing and having families in America. This is the condition that they were, they were all in at this point. Then in 1861, something crazy happens. And we'll discuss that and all of that good stuff right after we come back from this very short break. Welcome back to Power and Pride. I'm Jay Quinton. So we left off with 1861 on our tongues. And, and really, let's, let's back up a little bit. Between 1830 and 1860, there were many attempted rebellions, some very famous ones. Um, and the abolitionist movement began to get some traction. Free blacks like Frederick Douglass um, led parts of the movement. 
I'm sure you've heard of the Underground Railroads, which helped slaves escape um, from the South, slave states to the North. Uh, one, one patriot that comes to mind is Harriet Tubman. She's probably the most famous uh, when it comes to the Underground Railroad um, and just her, her efforts in freeing slaves. So that gets us up to 1861. So what happened in 1861? Well, Abraham Lincoln was elected as the 16th president. Um, but there's some there's some nuggets here that I think are interesting. Um, first of all, I think that we are all um, appreciative of Abraham Lincoln, what he was able to do, keep the union together. Um, America is what it is because of Lincoln, uh, which is a really positive, uh, great thing. But I think there's some things that just aren't taught normally that is important for us to understand in the context of what was going on here. Um, so Lincoln was elected, um, but Lincoln wasn't an abolitionist, really. I mean, he aligned with abolitionists, but he, he was not an abolitionist like, like the others of the time. Uh, Lincoln knew and stated that slavery was morally wrong, I think, He's even quoted somewhere of saying it's a sin, but um, he knew that it was morally wrong. But he didn't know what should be done about slavery and everything that was tied up into slavery, like the economy and the South and America being a, a still a relatively new, um, relatively a new uh, country, right? So true abolitionists knew exactly what to do. Um, you know, they wanted slaves freed as soon as possible and to be equal members in America. And and Lincoln wasn't quite on that uh, same page. So, um, again, uh, Lincoln believed that slavery was immoral, but also believed, as he said in 1858, that blacks should not have social or political equality with whites. So it tells you very clearly that he didn't think that they should have equal rights, although he knew in his heart that um, slavery itself and the institution of slavery was immoral. So um, he opposed uh, blacks intermarrying with whites. He opposed um, blacks' right to vote. He uh, opposed their right to hold office. So it was clear that he did not... um, did not believe that blacks or any of the freed slaves that were to come uh, should have any any of those rights. Uh, nevertheless, um, seven states began to pull away from the Union. Uh, then four more states joined for a total of 11. So um, they announced Jefferson Davis uh, as the president of the Confederacy and Alexander Stevens as the VP um, as they started to separate right after um, Lincoln was uh, was elected as the 16th president. So um, something interesting here is that uh, Alexander Stevens gave a very, uh, what is now a famous speech. It was, it's, um, it's labeled now the cornerstone speech um, that he gave in April of 1861. So 
and this is important too, because I think it's clear of why and what was behind um, the Civil War um, and why, again, uh, Juneteenth, as we get there, was um, so important. So in that speech, um, Stevens clearly stated that, and I quote, the Negro is not equal to the white man, end quote. Um, of course, he went on to say that slavery was uh, blacks' natural condition to be um, subordinate to the superior race of the, the whites. So it's very clear that the vice president of the Confederacy uh, was clearly trying to uphold slavery. And that's why they were going to war. And in fact, um, about a month after that speech, if I'm not mistaken, about a month after that speech, um, the war began, the Civil War began. So in 1862, Abe Lincoln began to draft the Emancipation Proclamation. And in his first draft, uh, Lincoln attempted to have newly freed slaves, uh, quote unquote, exported to Liberia, which was a um, American colonized country in uh, West Africa. And that didn't go over very well. So then uh, in his next draft or drafts, um, he had them be he had the newly free slaves uh, being exported to South America. Again, none of that was working. And then finally, his final draft was the one that we all know uh, today, which is um, there was no no exporting, but that all um, all slaves in an instant on January first, eighteen sixty three, uh, when the executive order basically came down. It said that all slaves in rebellion states were now legally free. And that freed uh, legally about three and a half million um, black slaves uh, in an instant. Um, of course, it takes time for, in those days, for the word to get out. Uh, but this helped Lincoln too. It helped him in the war uh, because a lot of those free slaves uh, then fought for the Union. Um, and are our patriots themselves. So the war raged on. 1863 uh, comes and goes. War is still happening, and uh, there were still uh, blacks, African slaves, still uh, enslaved in many parts of the South um, where the Union wasn't uh, strong enough in places to um, overtake. The Confederacy and forced the issue. So uh, the war raged on, and there were slaves that should be free that were not at that point. Um, and it wasn't until a, a Union led army um, by Major General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas. So Granger um, came with the news. And that um, happened to be on June 19th, 1865. So when Granger arrived in his, um, in his uh, battalion, I guess, um, his army, Granger notified the people of Galveston that the war was over 
and the enslaved were now free. This news came, of course, two and a half years after Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, but um, nonetheless, it was welcome news for all of the enslaved people there in Galveston, and they uh, were the last enslaved uh, people to be freed. And again, that happened to fall on June 19th, 1865. And really from that moment, um, or shortly thereafter, uh, that date became uh, recognized as, you know, Freedom Day, and a day that should be celebrated, much like the 4th of July. Um, So after the news, though, as you can imagine, I mean, the, the newly freed slaves were were jubilant, and even though they likely had nowhere to go, uh, many of them left the plantation as just kind of a first step to freedom. Uh, some left to go to the north because that was kind of an obvious thing. That's where um, freedom had been already, and they might have a better chance. Um, some went to neighboring states, neighboring plantations, uh, trying to find their families, their families that were taken from them or split up um, during the American slave trade. Uh, and this went on, obviously, for some time. And then the date that enslaved black people were freed from their masters is the day that we celebrate is Juneteenth. So June 19th, 1865 um, became known as Juneteenth or Freedom Day. And that is what is celebrated uh, now. So we'll talk a little bit more about Juneteenth, Ju- excuse me, Juneteenth itself, um, and some of the celebration right after we take this last and very quick. Welcome back. I'm Jay Quinton, and we're back on Power and Pride. All right, so Juneteenth. It has been celebrated since that fateful day in 1865. Um, And it can be celebrated as seen fit by those celebrating, but uh, it typically involves uh, lots of food, uh, particularly uh, barbecue, an open grill. Um, It also typically includes games or activities like fishing um, and, and back in the day rodeos and even baseball. Uh, but basically a gathering of, uh, of people that will um, reminisce, if you will, on um, what it means to be free. Um, and it's a time, Juneteenth is a time to reassure each other, right? It's a time for, for gathering as a family, an extended family, and a time for praying um, and giving thanks It's also associated with education of the past. Um, And it's, you know, it's to celebrate freedom and uh, respect for all cultures. Uh, We should treat all cultures with respect. And Juneteenth, um, over the years, has, has... fluctuated in participation. It's been up and down. Um, But in 1980, Juneteenth became an official state holiday in Texas. 
and it was the first of its kind. So the first official holiday of its kind um, was in the very state where the last slaves were freed. And I, I think that says a lot, uh, especially for 1980. Um, but today there's many states that um, uh, I think it's observed everywhere, but there are states um, where it is not an official holiday. And of course, there's no official federal holiday. And um, I think that's something that needs to change. Um, holiday, a national holiday celebrated by all people. Um, and I think that's important too. I mean, we have to remember, and I know that we all know this, but we have to remember that um, the ancestors that kept our ancestors enslaved are not the same people that are here today. And that uh, although we may run into some people that <laughs> wish black folks were still enslaved, that is not the majority of, of who is here today in America. And I think um, being inclusive as well and having a national holiday that everybody can celebrate and enjoy um, and again, be educated once again on our past, I think would be remarkable. Um, so, but I digress. Um, so this June 19th, I plan to celebrate Juneteenth with my amazing family um, and in the traditional manner of celebration. So hopefully we'll do some barbecuing and play some games and educate ourselves on the past and educate our children. So I'm excited for that. I hope you all can celebrate that historic moment in American history with your family. I really do. Um, and again, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. I don't think that that matters. I think that it's a great opportunity um, for us to be teachers to our children and for us to understand this part of American history. It, it should be celebrated again, like, like, like the 4th of July and Independence Day. Um, it has that same, same spiritual feel and it has that same American, this is who we are. Um, and it's great. So with that, again, thank you for joining me. Uh, we're ramping up for season two. So I hope that you can um, stay tuned for our first episode of season two coming shortly. But thank you for joining me on this very special bonus episode. All right, everybody. Enjoy your Juneteenth uh, for 2020. It's it falls on a Friday. Uh, so it should be should be lots of fun. Uh, be safe out there. Until next time.